I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You do have a little uh, uh, bet you want to make uh, on this game about my use of San Fran. So if the San Francisco 49ers win yeah. next year, uh, you will either refer to them as San Francisco or the 49. I thought you were going to say one like, of those two. Either San Francisco or my daddy. No. <laughs> no. That would have been that would have been much more fun. Either way, my So far in the playoffs, we kind of are your daddy. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell them bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, the only uh, podcast that makes you money. I'm already messing up the intro. It's been a long day for Tony Squares and a long weekend as well. Super Wild Card Weekend just happened. We are a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network on the Gaming Society YouTube channel. We are here to break down the Super Wildcard Week and talk about the losers of Super Wildcard Week in a little bit. And we have a guest coming on, a man who loves it when I call them the San Fran 49ers. And lo and behold, those San Fran 49ers are playing my Green Bay Packers this week. Can't wait to talk to the guy. He's been on the show before. But first, we have to recap the weekend that was. Boys, we did pretty well on the gambles. We did pretty, pretty well on the gambles. Dangles, again, as you did in the regular season, you're starting off slow. You were 1-5 and five yeah, on all of great. your gambles. Uh, Schaefer the Sharp, however, you went 4-2 and two and myself. Four and one on the show. Four and one on the gambles on the show. The only loss I had was those Vegas Raiders at plus five and a half, but they had a chance at the end there. They had a chance at the Tony end. I'm Squares. feeling pretty good. I, I, I hate to put you on the spot. What's my second loss? I had one loss. What, what, what's my second loss, sir? Uh, you had what's my second. You loss? had the uh, uh, the under Vegas. Uh, oh, well, they did hit the under. I thought. I yes, was. they did. You were five Thank and one on the podcast last you. week. That's <laughs> what I thought. Five and so one. busy coming up with ways to gloat about his own record that he completely, and totally sold you Absolutely. short. Well, Dangs, as you remember, on it, once upon a time, once upon a time ago, the squares was coming at the sharp, just spouting off. You, you, Drew, now sharp. You're two and thirty-four in your last four <laughs> weeks. How do you feel about this? Not well. And uh, the last two weeks, the sharp has flexed. I thoroughly enjoyed Wild Card Weekend, even though maybe to the viewing experience, not so much. Yeah, viewing experience is pretty bad. As for the Fantasy Invitational, if you listen to our show last week, we had three awesome guests on. We drafted four fantasy teams to take us through the playoffs. We'll be recapping this as the season goes on. Ryan Hurd, leader in the clubhouse, 141.1 points. We're right behind him with 123.3. And then the two other guests are right behind us, too. Dell has 116.5 and Craig Hoffman, 110.16. Good news, fellas. For our hopes for this uh, for this 
continuation of this uh, fantasy invitational. We are the only team remaining with eight players playing in the divisional round. The rest of them only have seven. Ryan Hurd has no L.A. Rams, so if the Rams go far, Hurd's in trouble. Dell has no Titan, and Craig has no 49er, those San Fran 49ers. Boys, we made some mistakes with our draft picks, okay? George Kittle was our lowest scorer at 2.8. Who knows how the fuck that's going to happen again. But how do you feel about our fantasy team in this contest? And hat tip to Hurd, the man we had as the lowest odds. He's in leader in the clubhouse right now through day one. I mean, I think I mean a tip of the cap to everybody. I mean, even Craig Hoffman. How about Manny Sanders getting on the board for him? <laughs> yeah, uh, the, I, the, I couldn't the, help the, but laugh much, watching that game yeah. when that happened, even I, though it was not, you know, in my favor, hilarious. and I was unhappy with the result. I'm sitting there chuckling on the couch because I'm like, I can't believe Craig just justified that pick right there. <laughs> it, the whole pick is justified because he caught just one it, touchdown. He really did. It's going to be a good race. I will say, I won't take credit for this. We talked about the big board, but two words. Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. He's oh, yeah. Done. In fact, all three of our number one pick, well, Devontae Adams didn't play, but all three of the Travis Kelsey performed just as well. And oh, Josh Allen. He's okay. Josh Allen, high score of the week, my friend. Very good pick on your part. Very happy about it. My pick of Damian Harris, not so much. Not so much. Uh, in fact, let's stay right there because we're going to talk about these lovable losers. We're going to talk about the teams that lost Super Wild Card Weekend. We're going to do the AFC right now, and then after Pont comes on, we'll have the NFC. But Dangles, uh, the three AFC losers. Obviously, your New England Patriots got lambasted by the Buffalo Bills, sort of a, a getting all the skeletons out of the closet for Buffalo. They wouldn't stop scoring on your team. A lot of questions about Mac Jones and the rest of the squad in that game. Uh, is the defensive coordinator going to keep his job even though he's Bill Belichick's son? All of the above. A lot going on in New England. But the other two teams have that loss have questions as well. Las Vegas Raiders. They fired Mike Mayock, the GM, Rich Basaccia, everybody's favorite interim head coach. He's likely not going to keep the job. In fact, there's rumors that your boy John Harbaugh is going to come on down to uh, to uh, Las Vegas and become Jim, Jim. Jim Harbaugh. So one of the Harbaugh's is going to come down to Las Vegas and be the head coach slash GM. And then finally, the end of the era. My Pittsburgh Steelers couldn't do it. Oh. They couldn't do it. And they're now looking at a whole new world. Who knows who who keeps their job? Obviously, Tomlin is safe, but they need a new quarterback and a lot of players hitting free agency. Dangles, give us a breakdown on the lovable losers of Super Wild Card Weekend. What do they look like going into next year? Well, uh, why don't we start in, with the, the uh, I almost called them the Oakland Ra Raiders, the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. And, I mean, look, you know, I think a lot of people are gonna gonna want to point to what could have been and should that touchdown have been nullified on the on the errant whistle and obviously we know it should have been but it no. wasn't and and it, it wasn't going no. to it wasn't going to well we can, we can get into that but I'm uh, to, to the point of the, the the point of the matter is people are gonna point to that play as as a defining moment in that game and 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 in reality the Raiders had opportunities that they just left on the field to win that game that they didn't get there since he came out scored on its first four possess possessions touchdown field yep. goal field goal touchdown the Raiders first four field goal fumble punt field goal they were eight yep. of 18 on third downs they left a, 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 and and their pass rush didn't evolve one of the things we talked about over the was the fact that that offensive line right was going to be kind of squishy coming into this they spent the entire game running four-man rushes he was blitzed on like Burrow was blitzed on like five percent of plays they didn't yeah. evolve their pass rush when they figured when they were starting to see oh we can't just get to him with a four-man rush we need to do more that pass rush didn't evolve they left a lot out there on the field have so it's a tough playoff loss but having said all that fucking if I'm a Raiders fan I'm 
pretty proud of what they were able to accomplish this season, all things considered, right? After everything they went through, that would have taken a team like maybe the Texans or the Jacksonville Jaguars or or the New York Jets or a team with lesser metal down and it didn't take the Las Vegas Raiders down instead they grew because of it they fought and they made the playoffs because of it and I think there's a real case for Rick Bisaccia to be considered you know seriously with some of the hot names in that conversation so I think it's a tough loss for the Raiders lots left out on the field but I think a lot to be hopeful for going into next season with Derek Carr as good as ever Josh Jacobs looking strong coming into the end of the season and you got a true slot guy in Hunter Renfro who's you know growing into a very elite level route runner so there's that the Pittsburgh Steelers let's move on to them look Ben (laughs) Roethlisberger said we don't stand a chance so let's go out there and have fun well I hope they had fun because he was right they did (laughs) not they did not stand a chance he must have gone out there I hope and had a blast Uh, we talked about how bad they were <laughs> the Steelers were as, as a playoff team. And I think that showed against the the Kansas City Chiefs. This was very much a, you know, a for are you for real game. And it came out as a lot of people thought it would. The Kansas City Chiefs won. The Pittsburgh Steelers did not. And they, well, what's they the future for them, Dangles? Up. Well, this, this is the question, right? Because now they're faced with the decision of do we, you know, what do we do for a year? Because the quarterback crop, from what I understand, in this year's draft isn't great, right? Yeah. And you obviously, that's a position you need to solve right now because your other options are what? Mason Rudolph and um, Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. Dwayne yeah. Haskins. Right. So, I mean, you're in a tough position there. And we've seen Mason Rudolph play in relief, and he's not the answer, I don't think, no. in Pittsburgh. You've you got, got a tie versus be, Alliance. you got a lot to be excited about in your wide receiver core and on in your running back core and in a you know a young budding defense. you got to address that offense offensive line and you got to figure out the quarterback position but again having a guy like Mike Tomlin there and in an organization around you like the Steelers and the Rooney family I think you could be a lot worse um, so it might be a couple tough years for the Steelers organization going forward but uh, you know again it Dangles could be, could be a before lot worse. before you move on to your Patriots let's say they don't go the rookie QB route let's say they they make a huge move and get a Russell Wilson and Aaron okay. Rodgers do you think a QB sure. can come in right now and win with that team or do you think there's too much to build that right now <laughs> the only one who's got ex- uh, experience playing behind a worse or an as bad offensive line I feel like is Russell Wilson exactly. and he, you know what I mean like he would be a guy to come in and just like see if you could win right now because you know he can probably we think we hope unless he you know he's starting to lose his shine a little bit operate behind a bad offensive line short of that it's gonna you know I mean an Aaron Rodgers I, I mean he's still mobile he can still move around but I don't really know what Aaron Rodgers with a terrible offensive line looks like Tony you, yeah. you know you probably have a better sense than I do it's I bet you it's not great you no know, I mean I, I don't we have a great offensive line all the time because we have, have the best yeah. offensive line coach in the world Drew I read this tidbit today about the Steelers and uh obviously Big Ben is uh sailing off into the sunset it's probably already uh, drinking his margaritas and shoveling chips and salsa in his mouth at some exotic resort as we speak. But I will say, if there ever has been a perfect match made in heaven for a mid-first-round QB to go to an NFL team, mm-hmm. it is Kenny Pitt- Pickett from the Pittsburgh Panthers going to the Steelers. Did you know, sure. in fact, they actually sh- they have a shared practice facility. Mm. No one knows uh, more about Kenny Pickett than um, the Steelers. Uh, and I've been reading through the tea leaves that they are kind of high on him. They like him. So, well, I'm sure we'll talk to Hitman as draft approaches, but yeah. I'd put my money on the Steelers maybe grabbing 
Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh of in their backyard. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it now, makes, a, makes a whole lot of sense. And they love drafting, you know, Pittsburgh natives. Now, Dangles, there was one more team that lost uh, Super Bowl <laughs> yes. outcard. Who were they? There was. I was, getting, I was getting to them. Yes, my New England Patriots. Well, you know, guys, recently I, f- I finished the, the story mode campaign on the new Halo, Halo Infinite. And, <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, but, um, you know, when, when you die in the course of the campaign, if you're killed by an enemy, sometimes that AI enemy will run over to your dead body in the moments after you get killed and they'll just fire and empty their clip into your lifeless corpse on the ground and that's what (laughs) happened to the new england patriots on 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 saturday night in buffalo with dildos a flying onto the field as they lost 47 to 17 and it just an absolute demolishing and one of the more embarrassing experiences that i've had watching a patriots game in my 25 plus years of watching patriots football and going forward, I think, you know, the big takeaway is remember this. Remember how this feels because we don't want to feel like this again, right? This fucking sucks. And a lot of Patriots fans who were born and grew up around the time that I did haven't felt this feeling a lot, if ever, yep. over the last 20 years. And there are going to be some growing pains along the way. Like, there's no way around that when you leave, when you have a, a franchise-defining quarterback and the greatest player at his position and maybe of the sport of all time leave. There's going to be some growing pains going after that. But again, all of that said, you know, Mac Jones proved a lot of people wrong in how well he did this year, but he also proved a lot of people right who said, we know that he has a high floor, but can his ceiling be as high as the Patriots would like it to be and as yep. they expect it to be filling and that's the question we still have to answer after this year is where is that ceiling for Mac Jones we've seen the high floor he can run the offense and you know if when he lets it go he can sling it around a little bit and hopefully this year will build his confidence and they'll feel they'll be able to better tailor the offense next year and and stretch out a little bit we're going to have some cap issues if we want to go after a wide receiver one looking at it right now I think we're only going to have about 20 million dollars to work with total going forward for cap space and that's not the kind of money you want to be looking at if you're looking to sign like a true wide receiver one. So I don't know how we're going to address that issue because to me, that's the biggest and most glaring issue that we have right now is getting a real receiving weapon for Mac Jones to throw to. But um, he's better off as far as a quarterback goes than a lot of his other counterparts uh, who were drafted in the first round. Um, so I like where we're at, but that was a really tough loss to swallow. I can admit uh, that I didn't I didn't finish watching the game. I mean, uh, uh, you know, k- kudos to you. Now you understand when I leave your party watching the NFC Championship no, not at as Green time. Bay gets destroyed. No, no, I, I would have left time. at halftime too. In fact, I left at halftime where I was watching this Patriots game. I sent you guys a photo. I was watching with my dad, diehard Patriots fan. I sent you guys a photo pregame because he, you know, all these 60-year-olds in technology, it's a lot of fun. They they organized a Zoom together with him and all of his tailgate buddies. And they're like one's in Florida, one's in Buffalo, one's here, one's there. And they're all on Zoom together, and they take the traditional shot of Zambuca before the game begins and say, you know, a little prayer for the Patriots, all that stuff. They were feeling good. They were feeling good, ready for the playoffs. And as I was sitting there watching this game with them, listen, you can only say, fuck Brandon Bolden so many times before you just have nothing left to say. And at the end of the second quarter, it was dead silence for the final 10 minutes of get, of clock on the second quarter. And no one was saying anything. No one was moving. I was sitting there like shivering. I didn't know what to do because I bet a Buffalo. I was like, all right, Josh Allen, get more points for our fantasy squad. But I couldn't say shit. I had to slink out of my dad's house at halftime. Hey, I'm, I'm tired. I'm going home, going to bed because I knew he didn't want me there anymore. He wanted to be alone so he could curse silently to himself. It was chaos this this past game. I will say, Dangles, 
I don't know if wide receiver is the answer. I the what what shown to me during that game is how old that defense looked. Donta Hightower, Devin McCourty in the backfield. Everyone was a step slow and looked like they didn't want to be there. They didn't want to be in the cold. They didn't the want to be guys, firing. Though I mean that was I think that well I don't know if I just limit that to Donta Hightower did look very slow and 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 Dmac did as well. But on that first touchdown catch, the that Dawson Knox caught in the corner. I don't know what what. What was Kyle Duggar was I, I, the only way I can describe it is he was doing his best impression of a half asleep person reaching for the light switch on the wall in the middle of the night while they're trying to find their way to the bathroom. Just like <laughs> he, he wasn't even trying. There was no and it was like that from that play on even that first that first big run that Josh Allen ripped off. I just knew it wasn't going to be our night. It's just you know no. you just feel like it it, it wasn't going to be but, our night. There is some age, there is some age concerns there, but that defense hasn't looked that bad all year. We played them in the cold in Buffalo, and we I won. It, it was so, too like, long of a season. That was it weird. was too it was too many games for this. They they peaked too early, and that's a rookie in Mac Jones too. Like he played well, and then he hit that rookie wall at the worst possible time. I will say. As a as a patriot, I do love the Patriots. There is a lot of hope in that team. I don't feel bad I about agree. this this team at all going into the future. No. Drew, what do you think about these Patriots before we close out the AFC here? Well, what I was going to say, guys. I mean, clearly, we all watched the same game Saturday night. That was an absolute shellacking, in all for all intents and purposes. In fact, the Bills, uh, popular under, uh, came in on that game. The Bills covered that number by themselves. Yep. Um, <laughs> they just went and said, "We'll take it ourselves, and we'll cover this number." But I'm kind of with you, Tony. I mean, given where the Patriots were last year with with Cam um, and just trying to piece together wins, I do think the future is fine. And I do think about 28 to 29 teams probably would have the same result on Saturday night yeah. in Buffalo against that Josh Allen. I mean, and, and you're absolutely right. That was skeletons of closet. What did Brady go like 37 and three in yeah. 20 years against Buffalo or something? Or and so, you know, that was the Bills absolutely. Great analogy, uh, Dang. She's emptying the clip on a dead body. I will say I will be backing the Patriots heavily the first time those two teams meet next year because mm. um, Belichick does not forget. I do think they use this as bulletin board, motivational, rah-rah shit in the offseason. But, you know, I I, I think the Bills, I think, I think it's clear now, if it wasn't before, and I hate to say this, and I'm ready to say, I think the Bills are the class of the AFC East. I mean, mm. they have to be. Oh, they, they, the AFC East, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're back-to-back division champs, but I do think they are now head and shoulders above any other team in the division. So the Patriots now, for the first time in Belichick's tenure, they have to look up to somebody. And yeah. I think I, I, I think Belichick will be up to that challenge. Remember going in this year, the Bills won the division last year, but it was you know the bridge year for the Patriots, Cam Newton, blah, blah, blah. This year for 12 weeks, 14 weeks, these teams were neck and neck. Yeah. And the last four weeks of the season, the Bills have said, we're a better team, clearly a better team. They even ran the ball so, well on Saturday. Oh, night. yeah. They even, I mean, listen, and how free, how freaked they, up is that? They ran the ball well. The Bills it's, it's ran the up. ball well. Devin Singletary <laughs> had like 80 yards. How weird is that? The yeah. Bills ran the ball. Yeah. That's how you know yeah. it's going to be a bad night. The Bills ran the ball well. Well, as you guys said, skeletons in the closet defeated. Uh, we're going to move on now to a guest coming on the show, and it's sort of a skeleton in my closet. From Colin Kaepernick to Raheem Mostert, these San Fran 49ers have defeated the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs over and over and over again. And it's the worst possible matchup for these Green Bay Packers. We're not going to be making a pick in this game. Instead, we're going to be picking the brain of a super fan. He's coming up next, and I can't wait to talk to him. All the way from San Fran. And that's coming up next. West, 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 West Coast Gamblers.
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, folks, no matter what they say about me, they cannot say I don't face my enemies face first because I am bringing on someone right now that that roots for a team that has been the bane of my Green Bay existence in the postseason in years past. But it's a big matchup for the divisional round. My one seed Green Bay Packers are coming out of the bye week, hopefully fully healthy with these all pros returning and they face a team that they probably didn't want to face. But this team deserves to be here because they beat the pants off of the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy be damned. They beat that team more than the Mike McCarthy fuck-ups at the end. And they are ready to make a postseason run and very scary to face my Green Bay team. So we have a super fan on, a man who's been on this pod before, Mr. Aaron Pont. Welcome back, my friend, repping the San Fran 49ers. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I'm excited and congrats on the show. Oh, thank you so much. Now, are you calling in from San Fran right now? I'm actually I live in Los Angeles. Uh, how um, long? How long is well, that a drive? I, I live from... actually closer to Levi South. Is what they call. So <laughs> it sure looked like Levi Stadium South. Uh, I was at the, the the final game of the NFL season this year, and and there was about as much red as there was blue in those stands there. The faithful travel. They yeah, do very they, well. I yeah. mean, it's n- it's not that long of a drive to L.A. from San Fran, right? Uh, San Francisco. Uh, it's about six hours. <laughs> I'm just trying to say San Fran as much as I can before you blow a gasket. That's well, okay. hey guys, That's listen. Okay. I, I well, no, I I, I kind of want to come in and be a mediator here. Me and me and Mr. Pongo way back, golf buddies, uh, Michigan kindred spirits. Um, but you know, throughout this whole season, you know, Aaron's been texting me, "Hey, tell Tony to just you know stop saying San Fran." I relate. Tony says. Tell Aaron to shut the fuck up. So why don't you guys just like just you know get it out right now? You know we, we, we'll do a little Zoom scat. I'm so, gonna let a square. running game tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, you know if it was any other team, because again San Fran has knocked out my Packers so many times in the playoffs. So they're probably my least favorite team uh, next to the New York Giants. So it's like it's kind more of, than I, the Seahawks, really? Yeah, more than the Seahawks. Because wow. even if even if you know, if it was a team I didn't care about, like if the Chicago Bears or the Minnesota Vikings and someone said stop calling them a certain name, I would because, you know, I don't want to pick on the weak. San Fran scares me, though. So I'm going to pick on San Fran as much as I can. I know that annoys you, but I'm going to do it. I'll tell you, San Fran- San Francisco also scares their fan base Ooh. because we we don't know what we get. Well, yeah, I, I understand that and speak on that because it's been an up and down year for you guys. Like you guys were out of the play. You guys were in the playoffs for a while and then ran out of the playoffs. In fact, we kill. I killed you on gravestones. I thought it was, there was no chance that this team was going to make the playoffs. Kyle Shanahan's not, doesn't have the pulse of the team and Trey Lance in those middle games was not producing at the way you thought he would as the third overall pick, but then everyone gets healthy. You make a run at the end. So you, as you were going into the game against Dallas, obviously as a fan, you think you're going to beat the team you're playing, but how confident were you that this team was going to show up in Dallas? I was actually very confident coming off the Rams game, but also seeing that Dallas has played in the NFC East and the Niners have been playing playoff football for six weeks. Exactly. We are 8-2 and two in our last 10. We easily could be 10-0. and 0. Not perfect by any means. Could have lost that Rams game, but didn't. Um, they're 
fighters, they'll play anywhere. You want to play in the backyard? You want to play in an alley? This 49er team will play you there. I, I, I feel you. And they have players who will play there, too. Like Debo, you can stick absolutely anywhere he's going to produce. Kittle didn't down produce. down 17 in L.A. and came back here yeah. and scored, you know, 17 unanswered and, and obviously went on to win that game. It was, you know, this is, as you say, they'll they'll play anyone, anywhere, anytime. Just name it and they'll be there. And that is a dangerous mindset to have heading into the playoffs. Debo was asked after the Dallas game what position he plays. He said wide back. Wide back. <laughs> wide, wide back. Yeah, he That's plays good. offense, true. period. He does. He does. What do you need me to do, Coach? You need me to block? I'll go out there and block. He, and that's, again, that's, another, that's a guy you want on your offense. It's a guy who will do anything, no questions asked. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's definitely a, a – I don't know if it's a nobody believes in us team because they were very heavily bet on during that Dallas game, but they're going to be a heavy underdog in this Green Bay game just because of how good Green Bay has been, and that scares me as a Green Bay fan. But there is no real weakness on this team. Like, even if you called out, well, Jimmy G might give you one, or, 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 you know, the defense has some injuries on there and the cornerback can be tested. As a team as a whole, though, there's really no one spot you can go, we're going to exploit that position right there. And that's all you want in a road playoff team. With the exception, our special teams have been really bad, with the exception of Robbie Gold, our place kicker, who came in to punt that final Rams game <laughs> and did kick 250-yard punts he won the game good. yeah uh, he was good he was great <laughs> better than our real punter um <laughs> Poor Mitch our, our special teams are bad you know we gave up the the block punt which why we're rushing a punt in that situation against dallas yeah and then the fake punt that everyone except josh norman knew it was a fake yeah. and it's it's really it's unforgivable. It's really bad. Aaron, you can't talk about San Francisco 49ers the last couple of years without talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. And of course, last year's draft kind of mortgaged in the future to get that third pick in Trey Lance. I know me and you've talked frequently about that this year. Um, I mean, listen, Jimmy G by most metrics, and most people don't want to hear this, by most metrics, Jimmy G's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year, truly, as far as as far as his efficiency, uh, his statistics. But as Tony said, game in complete control. He makes a pass behind a receiver, gets picked off, lets Dallas back in the game. That's kind of been his MO. Yep. As we know, I don't want to remind you and bring up bad blood amongst friends, but that second half of the Super Bowl uh, didn't necessarily go his way. Now, there's some been talk that does Shanahan trust him and they got Lance, but maybe you know Lynch wanted Lance and not Shanahan. So what I want to ask you is with Jimmy G on one year, um, one year left on his contract, obviously trading up to get Lance, much like an NFC West quarterback last year going to Lambeau and Jared Goff, do you think if the 49ers going to Lambeau, hard-fought game, maybe come up a little bit short, do you think this has potential to be Jimmy G's last game under center as a 49er? I think it has to be only because apparently we're going to have to pay Debo Samuel a, a lot of money. great deal of money. Bosa's coming up, um, and he has some trade value. Whatever yeah, that trade value does. is. There is some trade value. Could be a third round pick. If he plays great, we win the Super Bowl. We could get a first round pick. Who knows? Yeah. Um, if Nick Foles so I, can do it, Jimmy G can do it. That's right. That's right. So I think I think it is. And Usechek, our fullback, said before the Rams game, he told um, Garoppolo, "I can't believe this is going to be our last regular season game together." Mm, wow. And that was leaked out. So. I, I think everyone knows this, and it is what it is. 
I hate you that. Know? I hate that there's like, you know, the Cinderella story. Nothing left in the clubhouse after we're done here. Let's go out and play one for the boys. I mm-hmm. fucking hate that as a Packers Well, suppose fan. <laughs> he does win the Super Bowl. Like, let's say that let's say that he does. Do you really see John Lynch going out there and just shipping him off after that? I saying, here, here you go. See you later. Like This is a salary that... cap. It's all about the salary cap. It's all money. Mm-hmm. It's all, all money. money. Okay. If, he, if he's willing to take a reduction to salary to $12 million, but he's already underpaid at $25 million mm. for a starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when guys like Kirk Cousins are making forty-five, you can go out right. there and get paid. You right. can go out there and get paid. Well, let's talk about Trey Lance. If that's the future for your team, you drafted him third overall. You did not draft Mac Jones as it was a leak that you guys were going to take him. And also, Justin Fields was never in the in the, in the the running to be your quarterback. You've seen all three of these guys play, granted, on different teams. Trey Lance, obviously the, the most green of these guys coming into the NFL. Do you think they made the right pick? Would you rather have a Fields or a Mac Jones on your 49er squad right now, or do you think Lance is going to come into his own here? So I'd like to answer this in the next year when we're in the playoffs against you again. But um, <laughs> against, I, against Jordan Love, you mean? Let me tell you, I see <laughs> great improvement. And I thought he played great against Houston. The throw downfield to Debo across the field for a 65-yard touchdown – not many guys can make that throw. Mm-hmm. And if you bring that element of offense, the guys love him. He studies. He's, he, he runs the plays from the sideline as if he was calling the play at the, at the uh, line of scrimmage. Um, I, I think he's been really good so far. And when, we, when he did start against Arizona, the team was horrible. And yeah. we still yes. almost won. Yeah, no, I remember that game fondly. Uh, Drew... Uh, I know you've talked about these quarterbacks a lot, but on my personal big board, it's not just because we have a San Fran here. If I had to redo that draft, I think I'm taking Trey Lance as the sixth quarterback in the NFL draft. I'd rather have Davis Mills at this point, just from what I've seen so far. What do you think about Trey Lance's future here? Well, I, I mean, Aaron said it, 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 it's hard. It's hard to speculate what next year is going to bring. My big question is, does did Shanahan want him? Did he yeah. want to mortgage the future? Because he didn't no want approach. Garoppolo. Exactly, exactly. And it's very clear. The one thing about Shanahan, it's very clear that he he doesn't really have full trust in Garoppolo even to this day. Now, he doesn't need that. They obviously have the best running scheme in all of football, and I fully expect them to run through the Packers on um, Sunday night. Or sorry, is that Saturday? Saturday night. On Saturday night, they're going to run through the Packers Saturday night like uh, Chipotle runs through after a 90-degree hike at Runyon. Um, But I will say... I want to know if Shanahan, if Shanahan's really all in on Lance, if he wanted Mac Jones, did he not want Mac Jones? Listen, I told Pontus, they drafted a guy with 13 FBS starts yeah. to his name. Yep. Okay, 13 FBS starts to his FCS. name. FCS. Sorry, yeah, FCS, Football Championship Series. No one, no one is questioning his specs. The dude is a monster. He's got all the talent, all the ability in the world. But there is some service time issues there. So I'm curious next year if he's the guy – um, how is, is, is Shanahan going to, is he going to be a game manager? Is he going to hide him? Is he going to, is he going to roll him out, do RPOs? So it's going to be interesting. I want to draft him six, Tony, that I, I would not take Davis Mills over him. I, in fact, I would take him probably, Ooh, I don't know. I, I, it, that, that we should do a pod redraft for that quarterbacks in five years, <laughs> not next year. But I do think, I do think the future's, uh, very open-ended with Trey Lance for sure. Two quick things in response. David Mills was the number one recruit in the country and hurt his He knee. was. 
Um, with Trey Lance about if Shanahan will manage him in the Houston game, the first half he managed him. And we were up by like a field goal at the half. And it was a playoff game for us. And he let him go in the second half. And I think Shanahan was like, all right, win or lose. Like, we can't be in a game with these guys. Yeah. And, and any reason why he doesn't have packages in, in these games, though, Aaron? Like, what, why would they he start the season with that? Uh, and apparently yeah. it threw off his play calling. That he okay. it didn't allow Shanahan to get in a rhythm of play calling. Sounds like an excuse to the Green Bay fan over here, but I'll take it. Let's talk <laughs> about this Green Bay game, though. Drew said they're going to run through my team with that running game, and you brought up the special teams, uh, the lack of special teams in San Fran. Listen, there's not a worse special teams unit than my Green Bay Packers. That so I, I don't think there's going to be a that is X, true. There's not going to be an X factor in that game, but Aaron. As you look at this game, as you look towards the future, what is the one thing you want to see out of your team? Like, is, is there something special, some player, some person needs to step up? What do you want to see in order to win this game on Saturday? We, since 2019, and this is the only stat I have, the Niners are 23-1 and when they run the ball 30-plus times. So let's say we get 60 plays, we're going to run it 40 times. And if you thought, because I really think the Niners feel they got away with one in Dallas, mm. that they could have lost that game. Mm -hmm. And it's worse, I think, for Green Bay. If we would have won by 30, the Niners would be coming in very happy. The Niners are getting ripped at home for winning a playoff game like that. <laughs> they are. So I think they're going to come in like they came out the second half of the Rams game and the first half of the Cowboy game. And they're going to bring it. Well, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I mean, the best way to beat an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, a Josh Allen is to make sure they're not on the field. And you do that by controlling the ball and mm -hmm. running the ball. And again, if I have to see another Raheem Mostert game, I might have to, I might, I might, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't want to well, talk about it. Well, you're not because he, he won't be playing. But of Eliza course. Mitchell <laughs> is different. He's not going to break it like Mozart. But he's going to beat you down, yeah. and he always gets three yards. What's amazing, if there's nothing there, he gets three yards. He falls forward. Now, uh, on the counter of that, what don't you want to see in this game against Green Bay? What, who don't you want to see? What Packer don't you want to see get hot? Obviously Aaron, but there are some other players, too, that that got to scare you. And don't say Devontae Adams, please. And, oh, Devontae Adams is going to torch those awful I mean, quarterbacks. I was going to say, I'm that's saying, the biggest— I'm saying, I, that's the biggest it's obvious. matchup I'm saying it's question obvious. I have right there. Well, but Rogers, that's the biggest matchup yeah. issue that there is, is that they're already struggling sure. in their secondary just as far as injuries go and people available, and you've, you're only dealing with the best route runner in the NFL. I, I disagree with that. For six weeks, we've been getting better. We started Avery Thomas, that Drew and I know well, that I said could yep. play from Michigan, and he, had, he sat out last year. It took him a while. Uh, we now have Emmanuel Mosley back. So our secondary is completely different than it was six weeks ago. But it was we Josh just shut Norman. I still have no idea who any of those guys are. Is my point, and 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 maybe, and I'm not a San Francisco fan, so I don't know. But but right. my point being, you've got a great wide receiver here, and you're, they've done admirably. That's not that's not to we not play Joe San Burrow. Secondary. We they've played done the Rams. We played Dallas in Dallas. So I, I, I have faith, and also I don't know. Listen, you're not stopping Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. And he's going to get no. rid of the ball in two seconds. You got to control so, Right. And we're going to give stuff up. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the best name in football, he scares me. Um, but 
you guys are going to eat. There's no way to stop it. The way to stop so, it is to not let us on the field. Absolutely. Is to not let him on the field. Well, I, I, well, and looking back, looking back on the box score real quick, guys, back to week four, I, w- I remember this game fondly. I hated that game. I was in, I, I was in Las Vegas myself, had a nice ticket on the over that ended up cashing. But I will admit, Tony Squares, if I'm a Packers fan, look at this box score. Obviously, it was Sunday Night Football. It was in San Francisco. But this game, uh, the Packers won, um, obviously, on a Crosby field goal as time expired. I'm looking at the rushing, like Aaron said. They rushed 21 times. Leading rusher, Trey Sermon, had 10 carries. Kyle Jusek, five carries. Debo Samuel, two carries for zero yards. Yeah. I can promise you uh, they're going to run the ball better this game. Yeah. He didn't, yeah. He, yeah, he didn't even play. That's not happening. And even, and even the emergence of Debo out of the backfield. Debo's been averaging, what, six, seven carries out of the backfield? So even the fact that he, he, he got zero rushing yards in that game um, and only five receptions for 52. So I don't know, Squares. I think, I think, this, I think the 49ers might score some points some Saturday uh, night there, buddy. I'll tell hey. you, the man that's not going to replicate his super wild card weekend is George Kittle. He's going to eat against this pack in the middle of this Packers team. He's been great blocking. They haven't targeted him, whether he's double coverage. Did he pass know? away on Sunday? Did he pass away? <laughs> hey, he was a great blocker, and thank God that was an incomplete pass that he fumbled. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, yeah. he played great. And I hope my boys are ready. Preston Smith, right. Rashawn Gary's a Darius Smith, Jair Alexander, like these guys can be physical and play with you. And it's going to, I mean, in my opinion, uh, there's obviously the Buffalo Kansas city game, but this is the matchup of the week. I can't wait to watch these two teams play. You get a coin flip game in my opinion, but I know before we let you go, you do have a little uh, uh, bet you want to make uh, on this game about my use of San Fran. So if the San Francisco 49ers win yeah. next year, uh, you will either refer to them as San Francisco or the 49. I thought you were going to say one like, of those two. Either San Francisco or my daddy. No. <laughs> no. That would have been that would have been much more fun. Either way, my So far in the playoffs, we kind of are your daddy. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's scary. Oh, it's scary. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Mr. Aaron Pont. You're repping your 49ers big time, and I'm excited for this game. And uh, I wish you no well. I I wish you have a terrible, terrible Saturday. And I hope you leave the party at halftime like you did last time. And one last thing. Shanahan kind of owns his disciples. He does. Yes, he does. We'll see. Um, But good luck. It should be an awesome game. It'll be an awesome game. I can't wait to watch it. And thank you for joining the podcast. Coming up next, a little word from our sponsor, and then we're breaking down the NFC losers. One of those, the Dallas Cowboys, that the San Fran 49ers put a beat down on. But again, Mr. Aaron Pont, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Drew, as you know, we're on at the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, they're celebrating with huge odds boosts for new customers. Tony Squares, counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Wait, that means if I bet $5, I get 280 in free bets if my team wins? That's correct, sir. Good math. Unbelievable. Listen, if DraftKings isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action of the divisional round because everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at million of dollars <laughs> singular <laughs> in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code WCG and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 to win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code WCG for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 
21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. There's a minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's WCG for DraftKings Sportsbook. West Coast Gamblers. Well, we thank Mr. Aaron Pump for coming on the show. We thank DraftKings for sponsoring the show. Before we head out, we got to break down these NFC Super Wild Card losers. It was those Cowboys that lost to the San Fran 49ers. Kyler Murray, who scored a terrible fantasy score, 4.08. He was the lowest scoring player on Hurd's team. His Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury out of the playoffs, thanks to the Rams. And then finally, the Philadelphia Eagles showing that the NFL does not need to have seven wild card teams. They were terrible in that Tampa Bay game. Drew, break it down. Looking towards the future, these three teams, a lot of question marks. What are we looking at into the offseason for these three guys? Guys, you know, I think a lot of times when playoff teams lose, it's kind of kind of like what Dango said about the Raiders. It's kind of glass half full, or even the Patriots, glass half full. Yeah. Let's take some positives. Uh, we, don't need to, we, need, we don't need to blow this up. We can just make some tweaks, add, add a piece, maybe addition by subtraction, draft, new coach, blah, blah, blah. But I think in this case, these three teams that lost in Wild Card Weekend, I think Schaefer the Sharp has a diagnosis for all three of them that can make their team instantly better. I'm talking instantly. I'm going to start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh, we got a little Dr. Sharp segment. Yeah, Dr. Sharp. Guys, Jalen Hurts, he's not that guy. <laughs> he's not that guy. Get a quarterback now. I'm talking – I'm being serious. I've seen enough of him. You got to cut Bay with Jalen Hurts right now and i know oh come on sharp it's his second year you know he's a good leader guys i saw this i saw the story at alabama okay when he plays when he plays competition that is actually legit the eagles were basically like the dolphins of the nfc they had one win against what did i say exactly they had one win against the 500 teams the new orleans saints that's the only team they won above 500 and i've seen enough of hurts they have three first round draft picks you have Veterans, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, um, maybe Jameis Winston. What Aaron said, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. Hey, we we know he we we know he can manage a run heavy offensive scheme and make necessary throws. Jalen Hurts is not going to be a top thirty two quarterback. If I was Jalen Hurts, I would literally take a red eye to wherever Antoine Randall L lives right now and saddle up next to him and say, how uh, how can I be successful in the NFL? I think that's his ceiling as an NFL player. I really do. Antoine Randall L. New quarterback. Let's move on. Arizona Cardinals. Guys, Cliff ain't it, baby. He ain't that guy. <laughs> New coach. New coach. And listen, I can, in my heart, I can be true to myself and know that that bet that got made fun of when the Cardinals started out 9-0, and I was right. The Arizona Cardinals are the worst team in the NFC West. It just took him 10 weeks to get there. <laughs> and I did some research. Cliff Kingsbury, in his last nine seasons as head coach, six with Texas Tech, three with the Arizona Cardinals, if you count the second half of each of those seasons, he's four, 14 and 47, Jesus. a winning percentage of 22%. Jesus. That cannot win in any level. This guy had Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, and he couldn't win in the Big 12. What are we talking about? Why did he get the job in the first place? I know the Carolina Panthers have an OC opening. Cliff, fucking go coordinate for your boy Matt Rule at Carolina. That's where he belongs. He is not an NFL caliber coach. He looked like he just came off a bender, a bachelor party in Old Town. His eyes all bloodshot, looking up at the Jumbotron. This guy's a joke. And Kyler, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. What can you say about Kyler Murray? Tough. One of the most 
putrid, I'm talking putrid uh, playoff debuts of that I can remember, yep. probably of all time. And I do think the pieces are here. Obviously, they got off to a good start. But I'm being serious. When you got a guy like Brian Flores available, how do you not bring that guy in and just put him in the head coaching seat right now? I'm they're, 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 And I know this may be like steep or dramatic, but no. Kingsbury got to go. Hurst got to go. For the Dallas Cowboys, my third team, don't change a thing. Stay the same. I love, I love, I love everything about the Cowboys' <laughs> failures in the playoffs. Oh, my God. McCarthy, Stephen Jones, give him that vote of confidence on his 105.7 Monday morning review. <laughs> McCarthy, McCarthy looking up at the Jumbotron. He looked like a guy at NASA that's waiting to see his family either come in the atmosphere, fiery flames, or like <laughs> the, the, the thing lands in the ocean and everyone claps and Apollo 13 save. He is so incompetent. And the fact that the Joneses just refuse to make any kind of changes, and he has the balls, McCarthy has the balls to kind of inadvertently blame the refs or who thought they had the spot. He's an idiot, but never changed. Something about the Cowboy fans. I have Cowboys fans close to me in my life. I love watching them lose. I love it. <laughs> Dangles, D- D- Dangles said all this. He sent the text about how many quarterbacks. And Dangles, can you pull that up real quick? Sorry to put you on the spot. The quarterbacks that have more playoff wins in 20 years yeah. than the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. It is incredible. Yeah, it was it Nick Foles. It was so, everybody. So for the sake of entertainment, for the sake of the show, for the sake of all the fake Cowboy fans that are also Yankees and Laker fans, never change. Just stay the same. Yeah, this uh, was, you're perfect. It, it was a tweet from ahead, a, an ESP. Paul Hem- Hembakides. I, I hope I pronounced that right. Playoff wins in the last 25 seasons. Jake DeLome has five. Trent Dilfer has five. Mark Sanchez has four. Brad Johnson has four. Colin Kaepernick has four. The Dallas Cowboys have three. That's playoff wins in the last 20 five seasons you don't want to share any list with mark sanchez i will say uh uh, it it makes me really happy that mike mccarthy is the one thing that is making this dallas cowboys team fail because ever since this podcast has been a podcast we've done this about five six years now i've wanted mike mccarthy fired from his green bay head coaching job he was the bane of my existence as a green bay packers fan for so long held on to that job because he lucked into a super bowl with a great roster that he didn't put together and aaron Rodgers playing the game of his life in that super bowl so Mike McCarthy be damned. He's he's resting on his laurels and it's I don't under he's gonna get one more year in Dallas. He's absolutely gonna get one more year in Dallas. But if something like this happens again or if they fail to make the playoffs, fail to win that putrid division, Mike McCarthy will never see an NFL sideline ever again. It'll be a USFL coach. That's what it'll be. It's unbelievable though. Like I know Jerry Jones is a billionaire. We saw him in Hard Knocks. He puts, you know, a barrel of salt on his McMuffin. <laughs> Who cares? He can do whatever he wants. It doesn't matter. But if he really, he just, oh, the Cowboys, I'd really like to win a Super Bowl and he gets all, like, how can you be that ignorant to even not even assess the head coaching job and just say, oh, yep, uh, he's our, he's our coach, like Monday morning, he's our coach. Like, to me, it's just, it's just crazy. And the Kellen Moore shit, I know this is not a hot take, the Kellen Moore shit's got to stop because apparently Kellen Moore is the play caller. Yeah. So who are we blaming here? Who are we blaming here? CeeDee Lamb? He was unstoppable the first half of the season. He had like two targets. Yep. Cedric Wilson's getting his targets. What is going on? Yeah, it was tough. So I, I just think there's some significant dysfunction. Obviously, Micah Parsons, uh, Randy Gregory. There's um, players there. Well, there are absolute digs, pieces digs there. On, on, but I'm talking about specifically on the, de- the defensive side of the ball, they've improved drastically. Everyone knows about the offensive firepower. Zeke, by the way, is running a 5-4-40 these days. He's done. <laughs> Put a fork in him. He's only going to make $45 million next the next two years. 
good contract, Jerry. I but don't change Cowboys. I love this. This <laughs> I mean, gives us great contract. Yeah, Daggles at those three teams. You got anything you want to say about them before we head out? I mean, I guess you know it's 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 kind of the same thing with the Jaguars when it comes to the Cowboys, right? It's like you have to know who you're getting in bed with here. You can't be you can't be surprised when your season ends on a poor clock management decision and your team not being prepared to run an emergency situation with the clock winding Dak didn't down. Know the rule. Well, that's what I'm saying. Rule. That's what I'm saying. I watched the replay of that several times. The ref is flying in seconds after the ball is down. I don't I don't get it. want to hear anybody saying, oh, the ref wasn't there at the right place. No, he's fucking flying into the frame <laughs> trying to get there. I can guarantee you right now, my Patriots may have lost and they may have lost in embarrassing fashion, but a Bill Belichick team would have known what to do in that situation when the play that you planned and the thing that you planned to happen didn't shake out that way and you have less time for your last play than, than you expected it. Dan Orlovsky broke it down on ESPN. I thought he did a great job of basically saying that's the time you got to go to a Hail Mary situation. That's a 911 right there. He Dak should have been at the line calling 911. We're going for the Hail Mary. We're going to try try and get it into the end zone and at least have a shot. And then and then to justify the play the fans throwing shit at the refs by saying, you know, good for them or <laughs> oh, whatever man. it was. Dak took a step backwards in my book as far as leaders go that day because how do you you can't say that and not think about the 14 penalties Dallas committed for 89 yeah. yards oh. or the interception that Dak threw on his own 26 that set up San Francisco to run the ball in with Debo on the very next play or how yeah. about punting on their first two drives while San Francisco scored on both of their first two drives how about getting the ball get back thanks to a penalty and then not being prepared to run a fire drill offense oh my like what, God, what, that what is was Dak amazing. doing what, about, what is about- Dak doing in the middle of the field running a quarterback draw in that play how does Mike McCarthy not go, mm, I don't know if I want to do that, Kellen. Let's draw something up where a receiver goes to the sideline. So I just, I, I don't know what you expect if you're a Dallas fan, but you can't blame the officiating because, again, it was another situation where there were lots of opportunities for Dallas to be in that game, and they were not, and they didn't take advantage. Daggles, you're forgetting the best fuck-up of the whole entire Dallas game when they ran an amazingly called, perfectly timed fake punt, and they got the 10, 15 yards they needed. And then, they didn't tempo with their special teams unit. <laughs> and they kept the special teams unit out there, and everyone's looking at the <laughs> yes. sidelines while the offense is twiddling their thumbs. And they try to run the offense on with 15 seconds left. They get a delay of game. It was a delay of game. Holy shit. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for that manner from heaven because I actually did forget about that until you said that. Are you kidding me? You run tempo on a fake punt only to run your offense out there and then get a delay of game. I mean, there should have been a blow dart in the press box to just put one in McCarthy's neck to tranquilize him in the next year Get him out of here. where he's going to go. Yeah, just like I said, he he needs to be an associate manager at Cabela's with Freddie Kitchens. That's what he does. <laughs> That's it. By the way, Ben McAdoo's getting uh, offensive coordinator uh, interviews out there. It's crazy. The NFL is crazy, but that's it for the lovable losers. That's it for Super Wildcard Weekend that was not super, and that's it for our first show of the weekend. In fact, we're coming back tomorrow. Tomorrow with our best bets for the divisional playoff weekend. I got to catch up to Drew 4-1 to 5-1. Dangles has got to do better than his start. And we got another fantasy matchup to go through. It's going to be a lot of fun. Divisional breakdown, divisional weekend that's coming up tomorrow. But that's the end of this show today. For Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, my name is Tony Cavallo. And we are the West Coast Gamblers, the only gambling show that makes you money. Proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and somehow still on the Gaming Society YouTube channel. And as always, Thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. 
I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.